What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, October 7th, 2021. For those that don't know, my name is Evan Anderson. I'm alongside one of my best friends and co-hosts of this show, Varun Chathan. And this is episode 124 of the 265 Sports Podcast. Got another great episode for you guys this week. We're going to recap the dominating uh, display that the Michigan football team did in Madison, Wisconsin, pulling out a 38-17 to win. We're going to break it all down for you. Then we're going to talk about the other football team here in the state that really matters, the Detroit Lions. Couldn't get it done this past weekend against the Chicago Bears. A lot of things to go over. We got that for you as well. Coming off the break, we're going to react to the situation that's going down there in Jacksonville. (laughs) Urban Meyer in the news for the wrong reasons yet again. Varun laughing tells you, should tell you what we think of that. Uh, We're going to get into that a little bit as well. And, of course, NFL Week 5 on ta- on the table. Toughest matchup of betting for the year, according to the books. That is a stat. Um, Varun and I are going to break down some of the top matchups. Probably get into a little spat about the Cleveland Browns, considering what he said pre-show. I want to talk about that a little bit. And, of course, we got the weekly picks. Of course, if you keep up with the show on Twitter, the picks had, uh, were updated Tuesday Varun getting his first over 500 week in the books. Give it up for Varun at seven and three. I, on the other hand, suffered my first below 500 week at four and six. And that brings the total records. I'm still up, but Varun gained some games, gained some gains, excuse me. I am 25 and 15. Varun is now 18 and 22, looking to get over 500. So. Should be another good week of the picks. Varun, if you are ready. I am ready. I am ready as well. This is episode 124 of the 265 Sports Podcast. Let's get it, baby. So as I said in the intro, Michigan absolutely dominates Wisconsin dominates. in Madison. In Madison. First win since 2001. Was, there was technically three presidential administrations, but I probably would say four because I know the 08 Obama administration and the 2012 administration were different. So I would say it's been three four. presidents ago, four administrations ago. Yes, three presidents ago, four administrations four terms. ago. Four terms. Four, yes, multiple terms. Michigan finally been a, gets been a while. Been a while. A lot has changed in the world since 2001. A lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Michigan getting that dub against Wisconsin, 38-17. Just some quick numbers for you guys. Graham, Cade McNamara, I almost said Graham. Uh, Cade oh, McNamara, 17-28, <laughs> 197, two touchdowns. Roman Wilson leading the Michigan receivers with six catches, 81 yards. And then just some numbers on Mertz, 8-15, 115, Ooh, one touchdown. Nice. <laughs> and Wisconsin's leading rusher, uh, Mr. Lucy. Oh, nope, nope. Braylon Allen, five carries, 19 yards. And Hassan led the way for Michigan with rushing yards, 19 for 47. So just really, ah, uh, just really a dominating. Oh, they set, well, set, to the, set table. the table. No, no, set the table in this, this this discussion is what I'm saying. Oh, to set the table in this discussion, first of all, 
I was a lot more confident about this game than Ev going in. Way more confident. I have watched copious amounts of Graham Mertz tapes. Tape. I have watched a lot of Wisconsin tape, and you, you know that's what I just do in my spare time. Just gobble up tape for no reason. And I saw ways that this game could happen. And it all came down to the fact that Wisconsin doesn't have an offense right now. They have no they, real offense. They have no offense whatsoever. And is this team better than their 1-3 record? Yes, I would say that just because their three losses are to us, Notre Dame, and Penn State, three undefeated teams that are in the top ten. Not undefeated. Two undefeated oh, no, teams. No, sorry. Two undefeated teams and one, Notre Dame. One loss team. Yeah, Notre Dame. Yes. But you get my point. Like, these are three bona fide good teams. So is Wisconsin one and three bad with like a bottom fifty team? Is like are they a bottom fifty team in the FBS? No, they're probably still going to go. I, I think they have a, an avenue to go seven and five. They definitely have an avenue to go seven and five. They could go what seven and one down the stretch and finish at eight and four. Their hardest game left is Iowa. They got Nebraska at home. Yeah, they could. Re- they this team could reasonably be eight and four. Um. And so there was still a lot there. The offensive line is not an old Wisconsin offensive line. It's still a decent offensive line. It's still a top 20 offensive line. It's not an old overpowering offensive line. The scheme that Michigan plays defensively is a lot more conducive to power runs, a.k.a. they don't play six foot whatever, 180 whatever Ryan Glasgow Mm -hmm. in the fucking B gap on the goal line against Jonathan Taylor. Shout out Don Brown for that one. Number two, the seeds of the passing game have been there. I think a lot last week had to do, against against Rutgers, had to do with the dead atmosphere and the fact that Cade took a really bad hit to the head. It's all there. The tools are all there. And and we saw the tools on display. They didn't have to throw as much as we thought they were going to have to. You said you'd be satisfied with 28 times. He threw for 20. He threw 28 times. He completed enough of those. Did he leave some balls out there? Yes, he did. There were a few that were tipped at the line. He started out a little antsy, but once he got his feet under him, he was completing passes deep down the. He was completing passes down the field. Um, his completions are all for over 10 yards. He's not dinking and dunking. I, I as far as quarterback play goes with this offense, the framework that this offense is going to have to operate under, I don't think you can ask for more. I don't think you can ask for more because it's clear what the framework of this offense is. It is very, very clear what the framework of this offense is. And I don't know if you're as okay with it as I am, but I am very okay with it. We ran for 112 yards against Wisconsin. They had allowed less than 100 all year. I'm totally okay with the direction that the offense is going. Defensively, I don't think you can ask for more. Like, that was a dominant performance. You held Wisconsin as a team to one yard a rush. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, 32 for 43. You held Wisconsin, who jet-sweeped us to death last year. Oh, my Lord. Wisconsin jet-sweeped us to absolute hell last year. Uh, Kendrick Pryor, two rushes for 17 yards, and one of them came on a gain of 13. Like, they didn't jet sweep us to death again. You're not going to be able to because this defense plays faster sideline to sideline 
than last year's defense did. And they're more powerful up front. And I think it's time to give this offensive line some mad respect. Not just in the run blocking. I know run blocking against this team is going to be hard. They do a lot of things. They're very aggressive against the run. But how about pass blocking? This wasn't one of those games where every time K dropped back, you held your breath on whether or not he was going to get smacked or not. You know what I mean? Still have not allowed a sack. Still, have, let me reiterate that. Michigan's offensive line, through the first five games of the year, two of them in conference play, one of them against one of the top five defenses we're going to play all year long, has yet to allow a sack. That's wild. It is. It is. That is a wild stat. So, you can say what you want about the offense. It's efficient. It's disciplined. It plays within the framework. And Cade executes that framework really well. The play calling is worlds better this year. I don't know about you, but, Ev, I think the play calling is worlds better. I mean, of course I think the play calling is a lot better this year. I think Josh has definitely stepped it up in terms of uh, game flow and understanding situations a lot better. The four uh, down so, plays, I love uh, going for it on four down every single time they went for it. I mean, I I think when they went for it on four down, it was the right call to do. I wanted to see them go for it on four down. I think the only only gripe I could really honestly say that I have is is that I would still like the intermediate passing game to be open up. Uh, Kate, after this weekend, I mean, and even before this weekend, Kate has shown the ability to throw, be able to throw a 50-50 yard deep ball. It may oh, yeah. not come out of there with a lot of velocity, but he can go put it in a spot where Cornelius can go make a play. Uh, Shit, Roman made a play. Roman, exactly. I'll get to Roman Wilson in a minute. But uh, what really, and you heard me talk about this pre-show, is that the best thing that I had seen out of, out of the passing game this weekend was the ability to um, have a short yardage passing game that mm-hmm. where yak yards were possible and we were able to do that multiple times out of multiple different sets with multiple different personnel and be successful. Mm-hmm. And and that's going to be key as we get to these as we get to come up uh to play Michigan State, to play Penn State. Shit, it'll be important against Nebraska's weekend. Uh, I'm I I'm not as worried about Nebraska. I'm as not worried about is, them, but they're but, still gonna be there's still gonna be a tough out. Eh, we'll see. I think I think it could get ugly. Um, but uh, I think that outside of what I saw from Cade in the passing game, uh, the next best thing that I had seen was Roman Wilson is here. And it's it's really time um, that Josh Gaddis, Jim Harbaugh, and these boys get a real quarterback out there that can sling it and sh- showcase these guys' talent so that when their name gets called in, in April in two or possibly three years, they're, they're high-round pick guys. Because if Donovan Peoples-Jones can be the third-best receiver on the Browns after one year and he's a six-round pick, that just tells you about the talent <coughs> that's coming into the wide receiver room here. And I think these guys continue to show it. Cornelius Johnson only had two catches for 47 yards. Both were touchdowns. Both catches were nice, great nice catches. catches. Roman Wilson, I have six catches for 81 yards. And this guy's a yak machine. 
can do it all, can go down the field and catch a 50-50 ball, uh, can can run a short yard out route and get a, a first mm-hmm. down on a fourth down. He can run uh, a 10-yard comeback route. He can go over the middle and crossers. I mean, this guy is an all-around type receiver with speed, great size uh, for, for a speed receiver, it, it, and he just needs to get the ball more in his hands. Um, Dalen Baldwin and J.J. McCarthy, I don't know what they have. They have I'm, some chemistry. I don't know what, what type of reps is. they have outside of practice and things of that nature. Um, but, God damn, that is going to be a special connection for years to come if, if I continue to see what I'm seeing from both of them. Uh, but but all in all, it, it not only did the coaches come to coach, the players came to play, and Michigan made Wisconsin feel their their energy, their their demeanor. Like you could tell Michigan was saying to Wisconsin, hey, we're the better team. We're more physical than you, we're tougher than you, we got the better skill players. And we're just going to win this game. I mean, the jump around in the, at the third quarter for the way that Michigan did, at first I didn't really understand it. But when the comments that come out and you, and you hear them talk about, we want to make their energy our energy, that's exactly what they did in, in, on the field, is that they took their energy and said when Wisconsin was down and knew that they couldn't really hang with Michigan, Michigan took that and was like, yeah, we're going to pour it on you. We're gonna absolutely dominate you, and that's and that's what they did. And and Cade, all the credit goes to him. He, he, he's a, he was a game manager, but he did everything that he needed to do. He did everything. There's not one thing that I can say that Cade McNamara did in that game on Saturday that was bad. I I, I can't say it. And Josh Gaddis, a, a lot of credit goes to him and the play calling and the situational awareness. And I just hope this team keeps it going because the schedule is going to get a lot tougher. You got Michigan State coming up. You got Penn State. You got Ohio State. And and you and you you just got to win games. You you got to win games. I think what we've seen out of Harbaugh this year is the ability to just focus on the one game, do what they need to do to win the one game. You know what I mean? Like I think that's I think that's the most impressive coaching job of this year is their focus on game planning for the one game. And I think that's a lot of what hasn't happened a lot in the past years. Mm-hmm. Is they, they've tried to carry over successes from previous games into the next one. This team seems to focus on we got to win this game. Whatever it takes to win this game, we're doing it. Yep. You know, and yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that because, you know, when you don't necessarily have Alabama pieces or Ohio State pieces, your game plan should evolve based on the opponent you're playing, where you can't just do whatever you want to everyone. Yep. You know what I mean? Or Bama can do whatever they want to anyone in America. Absolutely. Anyone in America, they can do whatever they want to do. Ohio State offensively. Anyone in America, they can do whatever they want to do. When you're not one of those teams, when you're not one of those teams that possesses prodigious offensive talent, you got to be able to change up your game plan to take advantage of something that goes 
um, that that isn't as strong on the opponent's side, and that's the NFL mindset. You know, that's that's the NFL mindset, and I think he's brought back the NFL mindset because he didn't use he didn't have it for a few years there. He had it when he got here. He didn't have it for a few years there. I think it's been reinfused this year more. That, that, that's not a bad point. I, I mean, I give Harbaugh a lot of credit to to finally get a win as an underdog and for the way that he did it. And I I do think that this coaching staff has done a good job through five games. Um, I don't I don't think that uh, they've done anything that that worries me so far. Now, obviously, history can repeat itself with Gaddis and Harbaugh himself, but so far through five games, it's been fine. And like I said, that schedule is going to get tougher and we will we all everything is going to be answered. Everything is going to be answered because right now that people want to talk little chirps about this team being as close to 2016 and and all these things. We don't need that stuff. We'll see. All those all the all those questions are going to get answered that that, at some point. Those will be answered. Those will all be answered. So. I, I give but Harbaugh I think, and his staff I credit think right now. The important thing is to focus on the presence. This team is fun. This is a fun team. They play hard defensively. I haven't seen this much togetherness in a Michigan team in a while since probably he got here. Um, the jump around was absolutely electric. The stealing of the jump around was awesome. Um, and they do what they need to do. Like they're disciplined. They don't commit penalties. They don't turn the ball over. They don't give up sacks. They don't really have negative plays either. Like how many straight up negative plays does this team give up? It's not many. Sure, they may only get one or two yards. They don't get stopped behind the line that easily. And this team has balls. I mean, going for it twice on your opening drive, even though the second one didn't work out as well, going for it twice on your opening drive, and then a couple more times future on in the game, and almost none of those play calls were exactly the same. We didn't see any motion Ben Ben Mason back into the backfield to run a split zone every single time. We saw the sprint out, speed out to Ron Wilson on fourth down. They, they do cool things. Um, so if you're a Michigan fan, just enjoy the present. That's something that's been so hard for fans to do, for Michigan fans to do for the longest time because there's always a high and then a low, high and then low. Enjoy the present. This is a 5-0 and team. They just, we talked about it. Wisconsin, no matter what the record, on the road in Camp Randall is always a big win. I don't care what the record is. Camp Randall is a hellhole. It is a hellhole. That is where opponents' dreams go to die. Unless your name is Ohio State, you've had struggles there. Okay? That's fair. That is That's a fair. big, big, big win. It's, a, it's a huge win. It's a huge win. I don't care what anybody says. We were a top 15 team in the country, and we're an underdog against a one and two yes. team. Yes, so, we were a dog on the road against a one and two team as a I top 15 I don't, in America. Fuck all of you fans who took Wisconsin, by the way. I know there's some of you out there. Fuck all of you. Uh, there's at least a few out there. You know it. You know exactly what I'm talking about, Ev. That's that's fine. I mean, it, it is what it is. It 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 is what it is, man. 
But let's move on. Let's talk about the Lions, man. Let's talk about the Lions and how Lions lose 14-24 in Chicago. You just, you hate to see it. You hate to see it, Detroit. Um, God, man. I mean, Jared Goff. How many times do we get to the red zone and we just fumble? Jared Goff had three fumbles, lost two, and recovered one. Lions get two garbage time touchdowns in the second half. Game was basically Almost threw my spread. Um, but just, it's, I, this team does fight. This team fights, and we've had a lot of injuries. Speaking of injuries, Romeo Cora out for the year. With a torn Achilles, that are presumably our best pass rusher. Frank Radnow on IR. No idea when he's coming back. So it's just. He's got turf toe. Well, he's got turf toe. So, whatever you want to think about that. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's just, it's bad. He's the top five center in the league. I mean, we've been getting killed by injuries. Zoomsley, our best corner, who might actually be a terrible bust, tore his Achilles week one. Now our best pass rusher is out for the year with a torn Achilles. Your best tackle. Our best tackle. Well, I, uh, well, hasn't even played yet. Hasn't even played yet, but I don't know if he's our best tackle, but he's up there. And then Frank Ragnow, now on IR. Your and Terrell Williams had, and our, presumably our number one wide receiver, and Terrell Williams had a concussion on week one. Lions are uh, decimated by injuries. Your third, your third round pick, who probably would have started a corner. Oh yes, Yachty he's Malfonu. out too. Yes, he's out too. Uh, how we, many points do I get for being able to pronounce that name? Ifiatu Melifonwu. Melifonwu. The last name is easy to pronounce. This is the first name that. Yeah. I give you some props for that one. That's a good one. I ain't gonna Thank hate. You. Thank you. Uh, but it's just Jesus, man. I mean, God. I mean. Jared Goff, but, but, but here's he the thing: can't lead these drives. This is why the Lions need to go quarterback because I am firmly confident that if Malik Willis was our quarterback, we win that game. Here's my thing, Ev. Why we didn't he kick the field? Why didn't Campbell right kick the field goal? If we had Malik Willis, why didn't Campbell kick the field goal? I don't know why Campbell didn't kick the field goal. Like, like that's just basic game management. Like. I do. I would do that in my sleep. Oh, we're inside the red zone, and I got time to get the ball back if I make a stop. Right. I kind of trust my defense. Well, clearly he didn't trust him. That's why he went for it. Well, what's going to happen? That's just still game sense. I, you know what? Screw the trust I don't my defense. I understand it I, either. I'm just looking in the mind of, of Dan Campbell. I, like, at no point would I even think about not kicking that field goal. Because you want the ball back ASAP. You kick the field goal, that's guaranteed points. If you go for it, those are not guaranteed points. You may waste more time and have to kick another field goal. You get to Fort Down where they were, makeable field goal, plenty of time left to make a stop with your timeouts, and get back into it. Literally. It's, I just, it's, it's tough to watch because this team plays hard and they do a lot of things, but 
they don't get it done. And I think I truly believe Jared Goff is the biggest culprit. Uh, for all the like six, seven plays where it's like, oh, okay, Jared. Like, okay, Jared. He does so many fucking like, oh, Jared. Like, oh, when he missed the throw to, I think it was Khalif Raymond. No, it was to Amon Ross St. Brown. And he had a touchdown if he just put it on the money. You have to make the throw. There was another throw that was an intermediate pass that I believe it was a fourth down or a, or a third and medium somewhere in the game. Missed that throw. And I truly believe that if the Lions had Justin Fields right now, we would have won that game. Um, I know that Panay Sewell has played well. I'm not mad at the Panay Sewell pick. You you can never get en- uh, no. enough good linemen, but... The way I saw Fields play made me think like, oh, my God, if we had this guy right now, we would be doing some of these things. Um, but it's it, I, the Lions play hard, man. The, the, the difference is that these teams don't quit. They're not going to fight. They they fight. They really fight. Uh, that's something that Patricia teams never had. Um, but, you know, it is. It's tough to watch. It's really tough to watch. It's tough to sit out there and know that Jared Goff is out there leading my offense down the field trying to score points. It's tough knowing that I want to really like Dan Campbell, but like you say, coaching decisions of kicking a field goal and and where you could have still made it a one possession game and now it's still a two possession game because you get a four, you you don't get a fourth down conversion. It's tough, man. It's tough. Uh, but I do think that the Lions are still going to end up winning some games. I uh, don't know when that is going to come. And my first win might honestly be against Cincinnati or um, or uh, Philadelphia when when I when uh, I'm back at Ford Field. Uh, but I'm gonna continue to watch and support and love. But I my my hope is that golf just gets more accurate because if Jared Goff gets more accurate, we're gonna score a lot more points because we the Lions have made some explosive plays uh, multiple times throughout the. Uh, this season so far you've had deandre swift uh be a real nice bright spot as well as jamal williams uh you've had quintez cephas kind of establish himself as a number one receiver since tyrell williams has gone out i'm in ross st brown had his best game as a lion this past weekend with six catches for 70 yards khalif raymond i in garbage time still had two touchdowns and he's done some things on special teams so the lions man they 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 because of their their heart and they really have taken the identity of Dan Campbell, like they can they can stay in some games. It's mm-hmm. just like Akib Talib said, they got to put it together for sixty minutes, and they haven't done it yet. Yeah, I just um, I, I think it's just it's it's a it's a coaching staff that's figuring it out. Remember, no one on this head coach on this coaching staff has been a head coach except for Anthony Lynn. Exactly. That's that is it. true. It's a head coaching. It's a coaching staff that's figuring it out. Um, you know, it. I'm not ready to write off Dan Campbell yet. I don't think he's a good fit personally. But I'm not ready to say this is a disaster yet. Yet. Now, if if this team quits on him in week 11 because they're 0 and 10, right, and they just haven't won. Like, then I will be starting to ask questions. But right now, it's still too early. Um, you know, it's still, they're still figuring out, and the roster's still terrible. 
the roster is still absolutely miserable. So my previous statement still stands. I need to build a roster. I need to see what Dan Campbell can do with the built roster. Yeah. Wait. Hopefully it starts with a quarterback in his next Now, that draft. doesn't mean he gets a pass for the whole year. I'm still watching and seeing the kind of stuff he intends on doing. The the field goal thing baffles me. That's that's another thing. That That's a whole different thing. That field goal thing still baffles me. Uh, some of the going for it in the previous games thing, that's baffled me. As long as he doesn't keep making the same mistakes, I'll let the old ones slide. But the moment he starts making the same mistakes again, that's when I start to ask questions. You can make mistakes in your first year. Just don't fucking repeat them. The moment you start repeating them is when you start when you start to lose me. Yeah, it it is uh, a bad roster is never a good thing for football, man. That is, it's not gonna get you. Uh, it's not gonna get you too far. It's only yeah. it's only it's only gonna hurt. So it's tough. But hopefully the Lions can right the ship this weekend. Um, we are taking on. I don't even know. I'm trying to see who 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 do we play this weekend? Oh, we play the play the Vikings. That's right. We're at Minnesota. Oh, great. At Minnesota, Justin Jefferson is gonna go crazy against Cat the Lions. Man. Good lord. Oh man. Well, I think this is a good stopping point. Take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about Urban Meyer. Get into some NFL Week Five matchups and make the weekly picks. Stick with us. Second half of the 265 Sports Podcast is coming right back. Welcome back from the break. Maroon, let's get into the situation out in Jacksonville. Urban Meyer went viral over the weekend. At first, people didn't know if it was him. But shortly soon after it was confirmed, he was at his bar in Columbus, Ohio, after he told his team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, to fly back to Jacksonville. I'll see you Monday. He stayed back, went to his bar, um, videos surfacing of a what the media, national media, is calling it a woman dancing in his lap. Let's just call it what it is, people. He was getting twerked on. He was, he was getting, getting twerked on. He was getting twerked on at his bar. A couple pictures going around him with some... Women, I would say either they were just old enough to not be millennials, but they were young enough to not be Gen Xers, if you're catching my drift. Um, not a good look. Not nope. a good look. Um, 0-4 football team, you're coming out having to make statements. We've seen this from Urban Meyer on many Smoke different occasions. But now it just happens to be, oh, man, you was in the bar having a grand old time, buddy. Also, not not a good look to have it be at Ohio State. He was having a ball, okay? He was, and you could tell by the look in his eyes, man, he was, Mm -hmm. that crown was getting to him. That man was in fucking outer space. Hey, 0-4 is getting to him. Mm -hmm. 0-4 is getting to him. That man was in outer space. (laughs) Yo. But that man, Shad Khan, Jags owner, coming out yesterday saying that Meyer has to re-earn the trust of people in the program, players in the locker room. 
Myers apologized twice to his team, has addressed it in the media multiple times. You can go to ESPN, simple Google search, search to find all those um, to find all those um, comments. Uh, but Varun, you say that just a second ago, smoke and mirrors really sum this one up. That makes this one a lot worse than the than the others. Why why is this situation for Urban Meyer worse than the, than any of the other? First ones? of all, first of all, in in college campuses, this stuff just goes away. This stuff like just doesn't see the light of day when it comes to college things. You know what I mean? And can before you go on, can I, because I I because I I think I know where you're going, but I just want to clarify for my own. When you say that. You say it gets in the news, but eventually it just dies. It just dies. It may not even get to the news. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it may not get to the news. This is like Bobby Petrino. Remember that whole thing? He got in a motorcycle accident, and then they found out that he was with a mistress or some shit like that. Yes. Remember that? Yes. Yep. It's like the same thing. It's like the same thing. So, like, these things on college campuses, if you're a big enough coach just go away mm-hmm. now here's here's why there here's here's a few elements that make this bad um number one he's in columbus so this makes it feel like he can't get away from ohio state from the past that he's his mind isn't totally on being the head coach of the jacksonville jaguars mm-hmm. number two um, he's not trying to influence young minds, so like he can't just sorry away what he did. Like, let's be real, this stuff happens in the NFL. Mm-hmm. People cheat on their wives in the NFL. Let's not lie to ourselves. But most of them aren't caught. Like most of them aren't this careless. Like this is extremely careless by Urban. Extremely careless. Extremely careless by Urban. On four football team, young football team, you try, you say, send him home, see you Monday, and then you get caught as you being get a on a plane, go to Dublin, Ohio, and no, you, he didn't even fly back. He didn't even oh, yeah, fly, he didn't back. fly back with the team. He stayed behind. Yeah, he stayed in Ohio. And you, know. you become the distraction. Yeah, After and you've talked to a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who's your franchise quarterback, and you've told him when Trevor Lawrence told you that he was going to Vegas for a bachelor party, you told him oh, don't man. be a distraction. So what a contradiction man. you are. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, that's what makes this so much worse. Those are the elements that makes this so much worse, is that this would have gone away in college. This It makes it worse that this happened in the pros. If this will happen in college, it's a non-starter. Remember that story about Lane? When Lane used to be on Tinder and stuff? That just went away, didn't it? If this happens at USC, if this happens at USC, that just goes away. It just doesn't come see the light of day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this has been a train wreck from the beginning. The whole... Urban thing has been a train wreck from the start. Been a I train wreck from the means, start. I just think it's a means to get out of uh, out of Jacksonville. I I look at it just a slightly differently. I I I do think that this is the worst that it has been. Uh, 
definitely because this is on the biggest stage. This is the NFL. This is a professional business. Um, again, 0-4 football team. You send them home. You tell them, I'll see you Monday. You've talked to them about not being a distraction. But, yeah, you're a distraction. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with grown men. And these mm-hmm. aren't 18 to 24-year-old kids. Whatever. You do have to win their respect. You have to win their respect. You And this and knowing who you are, and like Varun said, it's already been a disaster from the Tim Tebow to the bringing in of the head of the, the coach, the strength and conditioning coach. It's, it's already been a mess. Well. It's already been a mess. The To the vaccination comments, I mean, it's been a mess. Now yeah. you're a distraction catching a twerk at your bar. There's pictures out there of you looking the eyes glossy as hell. You've oh, clear, my God. Clearly been drinking. Literally is on outer space. And now you have to, as an 0-4 head coach, first year in the NFL, in a division at the AFC South that, honestly, it can anybody can really win it. There's not – the Titans really haven't proven that they are that elite of a team. So who's to say that the Jags could, can't go on a run? But you've just lost the locker room. There now, there's no chance. Yeah. And your owner has to come out, make a statement. It's bad. Makes him look like an idiot. And an owner who's doing the best he can in Jacksonville of all places. So, it's 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 truly the worst situation. And you say it's a means to get out. I've heard other people talk about that. That hey, Urban's gonna try to get to USC. And and we've seen Urban pull the health thing before, or just a situation. I don't know if I see it that way because he's come out and directly say no. Yes, uh, but he's also come out and said no to other things. He said I, that before he he said that before he went to Ohio State. He's like, I am not interested in the Ohio State job, and then went to Ohio State. Like, he was a I commentator at the time. Yeah, I don't. I, but still, he said that. I don't believe him for a he's second. He's a first year NFL head coach with a guy with a um a franchise quarterback right on his heels. So, I get it. I get it. But you know Urban's, you know, how do I put this? Um, Urban's methodology. Uh-huh. When going gets tough, Urban gets going. <laughs> it gets tough, Urban gets going. No, that that's hilarious. That is that is actually funny. Um, but all when in all, gets tough, going Urban forward, gets going. <laughs> Going forward, I just think this is going to be super tough for for him to regain the locker room, and, and it'll be yes. interesting to see how it it's plays out. It's damn near impossible. It'll be interesting to see how they play out, man. I mean, this team hasn't won a football game yet, and if he loses this locker room, I don't know, man. Can they get a win? Well, we'll have to see. Or could or could Urban's one and done year in Jacksonville be a winless season? Oh that, my God! Could you imagine how Urban Meyer? Would that be went how winless? Unreal! Think about that shit, dude. Urban Meyer goes winless in the NFL. <laughs> oh my God, that would be unreal. But I uh, think I would. I think I would cease to exist. That would make my life. Yeah. Mister, I'm so sure that I can do anything I want. Goes winless in the NFL. That would be. That would be unreal. That would be crazy. That would <laughs> that would just make me laugh so much. I would, would cackle. That would truly make me laugh. But let's talk about some of these NFL Week 5 matchups. We don't got to sit here and talk about Urban Meyer all day. Maroon, sure. no, uh, 
I mean, I don't want to talk about Urban Meyer all day. <laughs> you know, either. I can talk shit all day. But, you know, there's some there's some interesting NFL matchups again. Yes. Supposed the toughest week of uh, toughest, excuse me, toughest week of the year in terms of gambling on the slate. It's the most toss-up week. A lot of interesting storylines out there in in uh, the NFL right now. You got a couple interesting three and one teams like the Bengals, the Chargers. Obviously, the Cardinals are the only undefeated team in the NFL. Uh, the Chiefs are still two and two. I mean, Varun, there's a lot that you can go get into. Um, yeah. But I obviously want to start with where we were at pre-show. The Panthers are a week three and one. Uh, the Panthers are definitely not a week three and one, but I don't think they are a Super Bowl contender by what some by what uh, some people three and one. are trying to drive them up to. But let's talk a little bit here about um, let's get to this this Chargers Browns matchup a little bit. We got it on the slate here, but I really just want to talk about it because of what you uh, had brought up honestly pre-show, and it's interesting because I have some some thoughts on the other quarterback. You said Baker Mayfield is the most replaceable quarterback in the NFL right now. Uh, I disagreed with you. But like I told you, the Browns are 3-1. and one. Are the Browns winning because of Baker right now? No, they're winning no. because Kevin Stefanski is a hell of a play caller. And they have, a, they have great talent on defense. They have great playmakers. And they are just a good team. The, the, the Browns are winning because they are a good team. And everybody wants uh, Baker Mayfield to throw for 400 passing yards five touchdowns, and show us why he's the number one pick. Um, but I have no problem with um, how Baker has been playing to start the year outside of the fact that he hasn't put up uh, great numbers since that first game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but I think he's going to get it going. Obviously, Odell's, Odell's been back. We know that he's had some issues in the past locking on to Odell. I think we're seeing that a little bit early. Dan Orlovsky did a great uh, breakdown of it on get up earlier today or yesterday I forget what it was um, but you know I think Baker's gonna get out of that obviously Baker hears the noise and he's gonna turn it around it's gonna be a hell of a game against it against a three and one Chargers team at SoFi uh, but re- I really look forward to Baker kind of silencing the critics this week jumping back on it and then as for the other quarterback Justin Herbert I mean I think the top five-ness and what people talk about is unwarranted. I don't think this guy's a top five quarterback yet. I think he has great physical tools. Yes, the arm, the arm strength, ta- talent is there. He can make the intangibles real, are still there. The intangibles are still there. I mean, he has a lot of good things. There's a lot of good things. But then at the same time, watch. He's very inconsistent still. Starts off a game really well, leads a touchdown drive, and then I believe he missed his next six throws. And at least four of them were like, whoa, like, how did you not hit that? So I just I'm not a hater on Justin Herbert, but I just don't love him as much as everybody else does. That's just I'm not. I'm a big Justin Herbert guy because I I see he's kind of working a weird offense. They don't run a very normal offense in, in, in L.A. You know, they've got some weird pieces that that you wouldn't think fit together really well. Like you wouldn't think that Austin Eckler. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams somehow all fit together. But with Herbert at the trigger, those all fit together. All of them. He's using a he's using Eckler very, very well. Um I needed Austin Eckler to not go off. 
Um, because I know, don't you have Austin Eckler? No, I don't have Austin Eckler in fantasy. Who'd you have on Monday night? I had Darren Waller. That's who I was paying attention to. We'll get to them later. Oh, it was another league of mine. But the point is, they've got a few weapons that if Justin Herbert wasn't the quarterback, if they had some Joe Schmo under center, then those pieces would not fit together. Um, I like what they're doing offensively. Um, and, and we just got to remember, Justin Herbert is still, what, a second-year quarterback? Second year. Like, yeah, the rookies are coming in setting on a fire, but he's only a second-year quarterback. There's still a lot, a lot of growth to happen there. And so I think there's still, you know, things yet to be done yeah. in terms of Justin Herbert's um, growth. I think yeah. he will make that growth necessary. I really do. I think I think Justin Herbert will continue to grow. I don't think he's a bad quarterback by any means, but I just don't love him as much as the next person there. Uh, let's get into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Miami Dolphins. Tampa Tom and the crew back home after a a game that just never lived Emotional. up to the hype last week at all. No, I think it did in the fact that the Patriots played up to the level that they needed to. I don't. That game was so under, entertaining to me. I fell asleep. I just it wasn't it wasn't it. Brady wasn't you know, hitting was throws. I mean, of course, you know, you're a Tom Brady snap. and a Patriots fan. Like, I'm, that doesn't surprise me that you it was enjoyed very it, but sexually it, confusing but game for me. As a uh, Detroit Lions and an NFL fan, that just that game was not it. That game was not it at all. But they returned home. Varun, do you think there is going to be a shake off? I mean, we're not picking this game at all. Oh, we are picking this game. No, no we're, we're not. not. We're, we're not. not. We're not no, picking not. this game. But do you think you think Tampa runs it up this week? You think Tom is just ready to explode yeah, I after think he Tom's played? Just like ready to. Yeah, I, I think what I think Tom needed to get the monkey off his back of having to play New England. Yeah. Now that he's got the monkey off his back, he's just gonna he's gonna be able to play loose. Because the last thing he wants to do in New England is throw two picks and get that crowd going. Yeah. I think. I think Tom played tight. He played very safe. They got the win. That's all that matters to him. Um, now that he's no longer in that environment, I think he's free of the pressure. You know, that day is now behind him. Uh, think about how long he's been thinking about that day now. Yeah. But how long do we think that's been in his head? Probably his, probably since the schedules came out. Like Definitely since the schedules been out. I said it last week. That was a game unlike anything we had ever seen in sports. He's had that thing circled since they announced it. Yeah, so I think getting the monkey off his back helps. Getting out of that game helps. Getting the yardage record helps, too. He doesn't have to worry about the yardage record either. So all of that being out of the way in one game, I think that sets him up perfectly to just play free, use the best weapons in the league, and just go berserk. I think they're going to go berserk this week, honestly. I personally uh, wholeheartedly think that. I had a friend that tell, told me that uh, they actually see Miami covering this one. I've been going back and forth on that thought really all day. But something just tells me that, yeah, Tom is just going to come out, light it up. Uh, I think Vegas knows something here with this one. Obviously, the, yeah. the line is at 10 for for Tampa. I'm uh, Shout out to Joe because I think Joe makes a very valid point. It's very hard to bet on a NFL team to cover double-digit points. It's the NFL. I'm undefeated um, in doing that this year, by the way. But you look at the situation. You look at how Tom Brady played last week. Um, 
it, it could get ugly for the Miami Dolphins, and and what we'll, we'll, it'll be Sunday in there. But uh, I definitely think Tom wants to make up for the loss of stats. Yeah. And then honestly, one last one I want to I want to get um some a little bit discussion on before we make these picks here. Another one that we're not picking, Varun. You got the Denver Broncos and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh oh is essentially a punt block touchdown from being a 0-4 football team. Yes. And Denver's, a bad football Den- team. Denver's coming in 3-1. We'll see if Teddy's out there. If he clears con- concussion protocol, I assume he will be. Um, Varun, if, if it gets ugly and Pittsburgh can't score some points and really have moving the offense, do you think Mike Tomlin would sit Ben Roth? You have to. You have to at some point, right? There, it's a, there's only two ways you can do it. You can either take the Giants approach and bench bench your veteran quarterback how it is and see how it goes, or you take option B, which is where you let Ben ride and hope that he gets to a level of play where it's at least Phillip Rivers-type level. At some point, you have to make the switch. There's only two ways it this goes. This is just unacceptable. This is just straight I think up they unacceptable. need to give Haskins a chance. I, I don't see why. You can't, You know what you're getting with Mason Rudolph. I don't think Mason Rudolph makes this football team better than what Ben Roethlisberger is getting. Yeah, he might have a more live of an arm. <coughs> Excuse me. But he's not going to have the chemistry. You're not going to be able to open the playbook up as much. But I think it's, I think it, I think if Ben shows that continues to show that he's washed second half, you got to you got to switch something up, Mike. And I think you gotta yeah. at least see what you have in Dwayne Haskins. Cause... You had to, you you guys brought him in for a reason. Who knows what that reason is? But at least see what the kid can do, man. Dwayne Haskins has started in this in this league. He he's, it ain't like he doesn't know what's going on. He's not a rookie quarterback. And and what really what could it do? How what? How 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 worse could it get? Could it get? Yes. How much worse? You were could trotting it, honestly, out there right now. Because right now, Ben, you're trotting on a statue. And your offense can't get past 10 points a, a game. A statue that can't throw the ball anymore. Like, how many times do you see a Ben Roethlisberger pass just skip to his receiver? Oh, a couple. Like, it's bad. Fade, the fade the fade routes aren't the, – the fade the routes on, that, routes on aren't the sideline aren't going. I mean, his best thing has been Juju underneath. Juju's just feasting on targets. Yeah, yeah. But like, Juju can't get enough yak yardage because they're not playing deep. They're There's playing. No they're they're playing yeah. downhill. Exactly. So he is. He gets nine catches, but he has thirty six fucking yards. Dude, what does yeah. that do for the offense? Doesn't do a damn thing. No. Doesn't do a damn thing. You gotta make. But, a okay, we're on the same page there. Like, if Ben can't get it going, you gotta try something else. You yes. gotta. Or it's gonna get really bad, and we're gonna be talking about what quarterback the Steelers might be taking in the first round of the draft. Well, I think we're talking about that regardless. You, oh, oh, so you're you're there. Yeah, I'm I, there. Bren's done. Ben's, Ben's done, but I don't know if they're gonna draft one. I don't know I what th- they're gonna do. You can't. Depends on how bad else. they are and where their draft position falls. I don't see Pittsburgh trading. I don't really see any team trading up for any of these quarterbacks this year. I don't no. see it right. Now. No, it's they not have, a deep class. I don't like the class this year. well enough for a team to want to trade up for No, him. I don't like the class this year. I'm not a fan of the class. I mean, um, Malik, I'll take a chance on Malik Willis. I'll even still take even a chance. Even him, like, he's, he would probably the, be the weakest first overall quarterback pick in a long time. Who, Malik? I'm, yeah. I'm, not, yeah, I'm, I'm not mad at that. I think a lot of these, whatever quarterback, 
if a quarterback goes first, is going to be the weakest first overall yeah. quarterback since like, golf. Like, it's bad. Since golf. It would be since golf, for sure. Yeah. And, and that's no doubt. That's no doubt. Yeah. So, It'll be interesting to see what 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 happens this weekend in that Steelers Broncos game. What Tomlin does if he gets into another tight spot with Ben. But you ready to make some picks, Varun? Let's do it. All right, you guys know how the picks goes. Current records right now. I am still up seven games on Varun, twenty-five and fifteen on the year through four weeks. Varun, eighteen and twenty-two, looking to get back over five hundred this week. You guys know the drill. Five college football, five NFL games. Varun, you know where we're starting. Let's start it off in the Big 12, soon-to-be SEC, Red River rivalry matchup. OU, number six in the country, favored by three against number 21, Texas. Varun, where are you going on this one? Now, you know I'm not a Rattler guy. I know you are not. I am not a Rattler guy. And I don't think this is the game he shows up because that Texas Texas defense is vastly improved. But I do think this is the first time we get to see the Oklahoma defense get tested this year. Everyone's talking about how much Alex Grinch has fixed that defense, fixed that defense, fixed that defense. Yeah. They're going up against a Sark-led offense that has found their quarterback. I think it's pretty pretty clear that we can say that Texas has found their quarterback. Um, and and Thompson is playing really well. You have to deal with a run game with Bijan Robinson. I'm taking I'm taking Texas to win straight up. This offense is live, it's powerful, it's efficient, and I still have so many questions about Oklahoma's defense. They haven't played a soul this year. A soul. So, I will take Texas. Okay. Moving on, you have... You didn't pick. I, oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm taking OU in this one. Uh, I think Lincoln Riley and Spencer Rattler, something about the Red River rivalry... Uh, guys play up for this game, emotions. I think Rattler's going to be out to finally try to prove something, silence those critics calling for the backup. I think that Steve Sarkeesian, there's no way in hell I'm trusting him first year one, especially after how they looked in the first week. No thanks. Got yeah, dominated by Arkansas. Two weeks ago. No thanks. I will take OU, and I'm sticking with him. SEC matchup. Uh, sneaky good SEC matchup right here. You got number 17, Ark, uh, Ole Miss. As a five-and-a-half-point favorite versus number 13, Arkansas, it's a it's a matchup of the bounce-back blowouts. Um, mm-hmm. Both teams got absolutely destroyed with by what it looks like to be the presumed national championship participants in Georgia and Alabama. Um, but in this bounce-back matchup, I'm going to take Ole Miss to cover. Uh, I think Arkansas is a good football team. But I also think Ole Miss is a good football team. And then when it's two good football teams coming down who don't really have a lot of experience on the high level, but again, two top 25 teams that um, young coaching staffs, young head coaches in their tenure with these programs, still trying to build, uh, build a program identity, build a culture. But in this culture building matchup, I'm going to take the guy who I think is a better offensive mind. And that is Lane Kiffin. Lane. I, I think he has the best quarterback in the matchup. I think Matt Carell is is sneaky decent. I'm sneaky, not saying that he's an NFL good. Not saying Matt that Corral is great. I don't. I'm. You know me. I base everything off NFL potential, and I don't. I don't see heavy high level NFL potential. So I'm gonna say I see with him. He's so good. And but uh, continue. But I'm going. I'm going to take Ole Miss in the cover for room. 
Where are you going? I will be taking the better quarterback, the better coach, and my <laughs> one of my favorite coaches. We're I on the same Lane. wave. We're on the I same wave. I love Lane Kiffin. Hey. Get your popcorn Lane ready. Get your popcorn ready. Get flown out. He but threw the headset. He threw, threw the headset. He and then proceeded to get run out the building. He fucking threw it. Oh, my God, dude. And oh. then proceeded to get absolutely jail sexed. Oh, that was funny. Jail sexed. Uh, Shout out match- Lane, though. Next matchup, we got a, we got another one, Brood. I think this one might go pretty quick. We got number two, Georgia, taking on number 18, Auburn. Georgia, three-possession favorite at minus 15 and a half right now. Varun, you're rolling with the dogs? Fuck Auburn. Go dogs. Yeah, I it, I just said it uh, two two minutes ago. This is one of the two national championship participants until I see otherwise. Georgia and Alabama are playing on a different level right now. Dogs cover hammer Fuck Auburn. hammer Fuck the Knicks hammer it. Now moving on to the Big Ten, possibly the best matchup of the week. But somehow this game did not get picked for game day. They somehow decided to go to the Red River rivalry for God knows what reason. I don't know uh, why. Cause no, because this game's on Fox. Ah, ha-ha, they didn't want to, ha-ha, the ESPN Fox, ha-ha, you know exactly how it goes. Oh, that's a Fox game? Nope, we can't go there. Nope, we're not why going to that. You? Yeah, why? They can't, have big, they can't have Big Noon and Game Day at the same place. Why would they do that? It would, it, it would be funny, but I understand. <laughs> but Iowa, Penn State, number three versus number four. These games have been crazy historically. Iowa is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Varun, I'm here to tell you right now, I'm rolling with the Nittany Lions. I know Iowa might have the better defense, but to me, Penn State has the better playmakers. They have the better quarterback, and they've already been tested with a big road matchup in a tough environment early in the season. They got it done against Wisconsin. James Franklin gets it done again. Take Penn State to cover, if not even rock money line. That's how I'm pretty confident in James Franklin to get it done. You know my connection with Penn State? Yes. You know I'm somewhat sympathetic because my brother graduated from there. Yes. Fuck them. This is the weird, you know that weird window, the day-night window that 430 brings? This is that weird window. Uh We're going to get the fourth quarter at night in that stadium. I'm taking Iowa. I'm taking the better defense. I'm taking Iowa at night at home. You're going to get into that 7, 8 o'clock window when it gets a little dark outside and the night, the nighttime terrors start coming out and the ghost of Sean Clifford's past will come, come and haunt him. The ghost of Sean Clifford's past. And, and, and the interception happy Sean Clifford's going to start coming out. And here we go. Uh, moving on. You have Michigan, number nine. Taking on Nebraska in Lincoln. Two road games in a row. Harbaugh favored on the road this time. Thank Three God. And a half. I don't think I wanted to deal with another Michigan underdog spread. Rune, where are you going? Come on. Stop oh. asking these stupid-ass questions. Where am I going? The Michigan it's, it's game. It's simple, man. Michigan covering. Cover, cover, cover. Hammer it. Hammer it. Michigan is, five, is four and one against the spread this year. For those that are keeping track, the one is Rutgers, which it will continue to baffle me to the end of time why that line was 21. Don't care that they just got blown up by Ohio State. That is still a live team. I don't know how they were favored by we were favored by 21. 
You are hilarious. Watch, well, they're going to go like 7-5, and five, and that 21 number will look really stupid at the end of the year. You are absolutely hilarious. Um, But let's move on to the NFL. We got Green Bay taking on Cincinnati in our first matchup. Couple three and one teams. Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow gonna be dueling it out. If you haven't seen Joe Burrow's post-game locker room speech from week four and his win- comeback win over the Jags, please go watch it. And that will tell you everything why I like Joe Burrow. Um, Varun, I am here to tell you right now that I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers to cover because I think the addition of Jalen Smith has um going to have them motivated for the weekend. And uh I believe that um I believe that, that is going to be enough to take uh Aaron Rodgers over the edge and get get the cover done. So I'm going to rock with um I'm going to rock with uh Packers. Jesus. I'm taking Joey B. He's impressed me this year. The offense has impressed me this year. The pieces that they've put together, Higgins matched. uh, Higgins on one side coming back for this game. Jamar Chase on the other side. You got all that intermediate stuff going on. I'm going to take the Bengals. Still, you got Taj Boyd. Uzoma had a big big revelation last week on Thursday. I'm taking the Bengals. Moving on, we got a matchup that uh, we talked about a little bit earlier. L.A. Chargers. Uh, Two-point favorite at home against Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Varun, where are you going? I Fuck the Browns. I should have known that. After you call them the most replaceable quarterback in in the NFL. I'm taking the Brownies, man. I'm taking them. Uh, I think the defense plays well enough. Like I said, I think Baker Mayfield is going to try to silence some critics. Um, I like the Browns. I like the Browns in this game, man. Getting them as an underdog is a really good thing. Um, I'm I'm gonna take Cleveland here. They can win on the road. Sunday night football in I don't know if this game is in Buffalo or Arrowhead. I believe it's in Kansas City. It is I in Kansas City. Kansas City. You have Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes dueling out with Jalen Hurts last week in Philly. Chiefs two and a half point favorite against the Bills. Varun, where are you going? This is a battle of two elite quarterbacks. I'm gonna take the defense that. I'm going to bet against the defense that sucks more. I'm taking the Bills. I think they're going to lay a number. Too much pressure on Kansas City to score every time because their defense is useless. And this offense for Buffalo has been just overpowering everyone and everything in its way for the last three weeks. I'm going with Kansas City on this one. I'm taking the Chiefs for the reason, not because that not only do they have the best player on the field, um, but for the simple fact that they, they know what time it is, they they know that the Chargers and the Raiders are are not going away in this division race. And right now, the Chiefs are fighting for playoff position. That's as simple as that. They know how important this game is. They know they need to get it done. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid will be ready again on Sunday night and ready to cover this number. Take the Chiefs. Moving on, we got the New England Patriots as a nine point favorite. After the kicking woes cost them a dub against Tom Brady last Man. night. Man. Taking on the Tyrod Taylor-less, David Mills-led Houston Texans. Varun, do you see a cover? Yeah, this the secondary is going to feast on David Davis Mills. 
I'm shocked that the Texans aren't one own four, but because they aren't own four, they get they don't get the double digit line. This defense is gonna feast on Davis Mills. Go Pats. This is one of the few times I'm gonna agree with you, man. Pats are just going to absolutely destroy David Mills defensively. I don't think he's going to have a clue what Belichick is throwing at him. It's going to no. be an absolute disaster for that young disaster. quarterback out there. Um, get, Pats are going to roll. Pats yeah. are just going to roll. And last but not least, will the Detroit Lions get off the winless schneid? <laughs> nope. <laughs> they head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are a 10-point favorite. People, make this short, sweet, to the point. Forward down the field. Our charging delusion that will not yield. yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rah, rah, rah. Go hard, win the game. With honor, this is you short. keep your fame. Down the field and gain. A Lions victory. Go Lions. Hey, we may not win, but we better cover. Lions. Fuck the Lions. I'm taking the Vikings. Fuck the Lions. Uh, okay. He just hate he just hates them. Those are the picks, people. Those are picks. Week five. 50 games down in the books. I need to keep my lead. I gotta get back up to the double digits, man. Maroon's gonna be coming. That's crazy. You ready to close it? Let's close it. As you know, you can follow me on Twitter at SportsGuyF, spelled exactly how it sounds. Rune will have it in the description of the show. Make sure you follow the show page on Twitter as well, at 265Sports, uh, to keep up with mailbag, questions, the pick records, all those great things. Please like, share, and subscribe on whatever platform you listen, um, whatever platform you listen to us on. Please leave us a review as well as it helps us with those pesky algorithms. Guys, enjoy your football weekend. For my Michiganders out there that listen to the podcast, get that hoodie. Get that hoodie ready, man. Fall is right around the corner. Those temperatures are going to drop drastically. Be ready for those. And everybody, just stay safe. Get your shots. Mask up. And enjoy the sports weekend. Basketball is around the corner. And if you are a fan of basketball, make sure you tune into the WNBA Finals. I have watched a little bit of the playoffs. That Las Vegas Aces and Phoenix Mercury series has been awesome. Candace Parker going to another WNBA Finals is really awesome to see. Uh, make sure you guys Jesus make sure you guys get a, get a look into that one. Varun, that was the longest closing in the history of our closes. You can follow me on Twitter at Brad Stauskas, like the basketball player Nick Stauskas. Just remember, two weeks ago was the most the greatest weekend in the history of mankind. We had the fall of the frauds, Frost, Dabo, Fleck. Let's go for another <laughs> one right here. Let's go for another one right here. Fall of the Frauds, Frost, Dabo, Fleck. All three get to lose this weekend. Hopefully Franklin, too. Another bona fide fraud. <laughs> That's Brown Stauskas for you. That is Maroon at Brown Stauskas at 265 Sports at SportsGuyF. You guys enjoy your sports weekend. We'll see you guys next week. We out!